What's up, my little friends? Everyone is so small except for me. I'm the tallest guy around. Does this room sound weird? I think it does, but that's where we are. We're in the room. We're in the room. I'm not at my house. Can you tell? Can you tell? Looking after a dog named Bijou. I talk a lot about a dog named Bijou. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on, everyone? Here we are. Another damn day. Ugh. I've had enough of these things. Too many in a row. Again? Ugh. I have to brush my teeth every day? Twice? Come on. Give it a break. Give me a break. How, how are you, podcast listener? I'm doing okay. My back, not the best these days. Not, not bad. A lot of people I know have chronic back pain. But I feel I'm more aware that I have a back than ever. Because it's, like, reminding me that I need to, like, put some love and care in it. Because it holds my dang bod up all day. That's right. I woke up at 7 o'clock yesterday. What the fuck? That's right. Why I do this? Because dog do this. And no, not dog do. Dog do. But there is a lot of dog shit. There is a lot of dog shit involved in taking care of a dog. Um, and that's just a fact, guys. If you were expecting this podcast, if you were expecting me to come on here and tell you that there's no dog shit involved in taking care of a dog, then you got the wrong show, buckaroonie. I'm giving it to you straight. I'm, I'm tearing them down. I'm saying it like how it is. You see the news? Oh boy, oh boy, some of these freaking clowns on the news. You seen these clowns on the news? I love them. They're hilarious. I may be watching a clown show. You guys know clown TV show? I want to sh- I want to watch Baskets. I haven't watched Baskets, Zach Galifianakis's clown show. Guys, we have a great podcast guest today. The wonderful, the illustrious, the talented, the kind, the wise, Rainy Blake. That's right. Rainy is my friend. We met at a uh, music school we were both teaching at, and uh, she departed the music school and bequeathed to me her really nice students and... We talk about uh, that, and we talk about, what else do we talk about? We talk about the Beatles, we talk about crying, we talk about global whiteness a little bit at the end, we talk about Joni Mitchell, and we talk about, I talk about Joni Mitchell every now and then on this podcast, but never... I feel like this was the uh, Rainy Speaks was such 
deep, deep knowledge and insight about Joni Mitchell. So definitely, definitely top Joni conversation that we've had on this podcast before. So uh, buckle up, friends. And before we get into the podcast, we have a quick word from our sponsors. And our sponsors, uh, the first sponsor is Paper Cuts. Ever have a cut and wish it was tiny and stinged like shit? Get a paper cut. And the other sponsor is Medicine. Well, here we go, everyone. I love you. And, oh, I'm, I'm playing a show. Um, not this Friday, but the Friday after next at the Silver Lake Lounge. It's free. And it is on the 23rd. Yeah, Friday the 23rd of July, I'm playing a show at 8.15 at the Silver Lake Lounge. It's freaking free. So, yeah, I would love to see you there. Um... Anything else? Don't I got anything else to tell you? Nope, everything else is a secret. I love you. Here's the show. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. I don't know anything. I'm just happy and sad and sad. Hi. Rainy! Hello! <laughs> Hello! How are you? I'm so good, actually. I'm doing really well. Nice. Yeah, how Tell are you? Tell me about your day. I'm pretty good. I slept through therapy today. Oh. So well. It's a small snapshot of my day. <laughs> hey. But so I'm, at, I'm doing pretty good. I'm just, like, trying not to... I, you know, it I happens. woke up feeling dumb. <laughs> like, oh, no. Right. It happens. I'm sure your therapist would say that rest is important or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's a nice guy. That's nice. That's good you're in therapy. Uh, yeah. Therapy rips. I've, I've been in therapy for uh, for many years with the same dude. Nice. Um, you rock therapy ever? I've, I've rocked therapy. Yeah. I'm not in currently in therapy, but I have yeah. been. I've done it and then had a break and done it and had a break. It's a fantastic tool. When- when do you know, like, when it's time to take a break? <laughs> um, well, money is sometimes an issue for sure. Hundred percent, yeah. That's and a, that's sometimes, a great one. like most recently, in my when I was seeing seeing this one therapist, it kind of got to a point where I was like figuring stuff out. I was coming to therapy, and I was like, I don't actually know what to talk about. I'm feeling yeah. like in a good place, like. I've received like good tools and helpful pathways from her and I was sort of ready to just go it on my own for a bit and like see yeah. how I do. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, so, but I'm always doing personal growth shit like constantly, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that rocks. Yeah. I, I am like, it'll never happen, but I do one day hope that like my therapist will be like, I've taught you all I can teach you. <laughs> You've graduated. You're fully healed. Go into the world and be free. And then that's when you'll become a Jedi. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly that's right. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> um, how is your day going? My day has been, day? it's been so good. It's been kind of an emotional week for me. Um, yeah. I've just been like crying a lot. Um, yeah. Not like 
because I'm depressed, more just because I feel like I'm processing a lot of old feelings. And um, I actually spoke to my ex today right. and yesterday for the first time in like five months. So, yeah. is this related to the crying? Or <laughs> yeah, it's related to the crying. <laughs> it's related. Um, yeah. But uh, without going into too much detail, I feel like I'm in my satin return because I, I think we're the same age, aren't we? Are you 28? I'm 25. I'll be 26. Oh, you're young. Okay, you haven't. But you haven't got is to your. 28 sa- when when Saturn returns. Your, that's when Saturn returns. <laughs> <laughs> right before you become a Jedi. <laughs> no. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's this time astrologically where your Saturn comes back from the time when you were. Um, being recorded um, wow i was really trying to do that i was like i forgot and i was like oh, i don't want to interrupt you to tell you this is being recorded but zoom <laughs> did it for me so here it's, we are it's it's Please. embarrassing it happened to me before <laughs> anyway um, um so Saturn, Saturn return yes um and he comes back and he's like yo what's up what's your priorities like who do you want to be like be self-responsible. This is Saturn speaking, obviously. Okay, Saturn's a boy. He, he's, he's, it's a masculine energy because it's all about like oh, your really? purpose and like what are you, what's important to you and what, like, what are you willing to do to actually make it happen and redefining how mm. you operate in the world in like a really fundamental way. So that feels like what is happening for me the last several months and will happen for Damn. the next year and a half. So, Yeah, whoa. That's sick. <laughs> Is this what we're supposed to talk about? Yeah, there's no rules. We can do whatever we want. Okay. What's the theme of your podcast, though? Is there a theme? Let me tell you, I've, I done, have no information. I've done a lot of these. I've done over 100, and I wow. couldn't tell you. <laughs> I like to think of it as hardcore chit-chat. That's, oh. that's my goal with it. I just I like, like talking that. to people that I think are cool, and we see where it goes. That's dope. Sometimes I come in with, like, specific questions. Um, yeah. If there's somebody uh, that I have specific questions for, but a lot of times I just like to kind of d- pick pick people's brains. You know? I love it. That's so Talk cool. Talk about Saturn and, and Jedi's. Yeah, that's mostly what I, my intention is. <laughs> have you um, done podcasts before? I have. I've done a couple, mostly like interview style, kind of like this, just about my career and being a musician, yeah. and that kind of thing. I watched um, the interview that your dad did with you. Oh, did you like that? It was so, it was so beautiful. It was Aww. so cool. Yeah, just to see like a parent <laughs> and a child just like really lovingly talking to each other and like respectfully like, oh, how do you, how do you do this? How do you do this? And like, yeah, I just feel like that was some, some high heart mind shit. Oh, that means a lot. Yeah, it was really sweet. Like my dad's an amazing psychologist and like teacher, meditation teacher. And he also wrote a book about the Enneagram. He's, he's um, very concerned nice. uh, and prolific in his understanding of human relationships. Whoa. So I really, and he's my dad as well though, you know, so there's like, <laughs> it hasn't always been that way. <laughs> I'll just say that. Like, Word. you know, we've had yeah. our process, parents are always going to be triggering in some way. Um, so yeah. it feels really good that we're in a place where we can have like a beautiful, like you said, a respectful heart-mind conversation. So it feels really nice that you, yeah, got that from it. And I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was sick. That's dope. Yeah. It was really fun. 
He's so cute. Yeah. And his proud, <laughs> proud dad eyes just like yeah. glaring. <laughs> he was getting teary eyed a that. few times. <laughs> that rocks. When did you start writing songs? I started writing songs when I was, I guess, probably like 13, 14, around that age. Um, yeah, I wrote like a couple songs. One of the first songs I wrote was dancing paisley dresses waiting for the day's caresses <laughs> whoa that's you sick. can tell i like Joni mitchell <laughs> already <laughs> i was like already so into yeah. it um, were you into Joni mitchell at that time i did i started getting into her when i was that age my dad gave me court and spark when i was like 14 or something and i Mm. Well, I think he... I've yet to really dive into that. He actually gave me hits first. And I was like, what the fuck? I want want more. And then he gave me Court and Spark. (laughs) And that's when I was like, okay, game over. (laughs) (laughs) I got to spend more time with that record. I really just only know Blue. Really? Wow. Well, you know, we could spend this whole hour talking about Joni Mitchell. I'm sure you know how much I love her. And maybe we will. I saw a... a (laughs) (laughs) Um... I know that you made that that one woman show. I did about Joni Mitchell. You've done your research. I'm sick. impressed. <laughs> I try. I tried to. Uh, I didn't. I didn't type your name into my podcast app. That's something I should have done. That's alright. But um, that's really fucking cool. When did you When did you make that show? So when I was. Is it any? Is it filmed? I, I saw like one video. Yeah, there's a couple. It was really sick. Thank you so much. There are a couple clips. Um, it has. It, the whole thing was filmed, but I haven't. I never released that because to me it's a live show first and foremost like part of your experience yeah like the whole concept of the show is that it's 1976 Joni's just got back from doing a road trip across the country which by the fact is is true it's based on reality right before she released Mm. Hajira very amazing album Hajira she released later in 1976 with Jacob Astorius and Pat Metheny playing on the record amazing players and so it's it's like you're at a gig with her in the 70s. So that part okay. of the whole thing, which is why I didn't want to give everything away, you know, because <laughs> um, I like people to come in person. Yeah, totally. But yeah, I wrote that when I was, I started totally. writing it when I was like 21 um, and then spent like a year really researching and writing and like immersing myself in her like biographies and records and interviews and videos and then started to write the show and worked with a dramaturg who helped me develop um, some of like, you know, the, the arc of the show, the the, the core yeah. themes and that kind of thing, which, you know, a good piece of theatre should have. So, and then, yeah, toured it all around Australia, played a bunch here. That's <laughs> yeah. sick. So I have a great wig. Did you? Yes. <laughs> I need more wigs in my life. That's just I noticed you have three or four in your background, so you're off to a good start. <laughs> no. Do I? <laughs> but I bet you everyone listening had a good Damn had it. a good laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I was here here's where my mind went. My mind was going, is there something that she thinks <laughs> is a wig? Is there so did I do I actually maybe have a wig and forgot? <laughs> which is very possible. Yeah. yeah. Did you learn anything that you like weren't expecting to learn about Jenny Mitchell when you did a big oh, deep dive? That's a good question. Um, Having like already been a big fan. I was already a big fan. I think 
Well, so many things. I don't know. I think a lot of people do know this, but she gave up her baby for adoption. She got pregnant when she was 19 and she gave that baby up for adoption and kind of spent the next 20, 30 years not, you know, not actually trying to find her, but with this aching hole in her heart where her baby was. The song Little Green from Blue is about her child. Boy with a moon in cancer. (laughs) So, um, So that... I think was one of the main um, aspects of her character and in playing her as a character, which really informed uh, a lot of the choices and the way that she moved in the world and the way that she engaged in romantic relationships, I felt was very much influenced by that sort of core wounding that happened when at such a young yeah. age. That <laughs> Just like... The the amount of thought and uh, like perspective that you have on her, like having what it sounds like spent your whole life thinking about basically, this and then like really yeah. going in hard, yeah, yeah. <laughs> more or less. And then also so cool that like because uh, like you're such a, a beautiful songwriter yourself you. and singer, and then also to be able to like encapsulate her as a performer as well. Thank you. I'm loving the compliments. <laughs> <laughs> um. So it's like a single moment in time. The yeah. Show. And I talk. You did mention not wanting to give away all your no, secrets. It's too right? late. It's too late. <laughs> I'm just going to ask. No, no, it's fine. I think the only, the only reason I said that is because like, yeah, just the live performance aspect is really, is I think it's totally. really a cool part of it. But yeah, it's. Yeah. You're not coming out as like teenage. Judy no, she's, Mitchell so like, she's, tw- she's, I guess how old would she, she's 20. No, she's 33. 34 in the show. Mm. Yeah, she's 34 in the show. So I'm literally counting on my fingers. You just counted to I three. literally counted to three on my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what part of the equation Well, I was that like, was. she's born in 1943. <laughs> so I was like counting from 40, 50. Oh, okay. 50, anyway, I did. Oh, the, decades, the decades. The decades. Got it. Cool, cool, she, cool, cool. So she's 34. Six, six. So she's been through quite a bit. She's So a lot of, so a lot of yeah. like the different songs... There'll be like a monologue and then a song. So I actually um, play uh, Our House, which is a song by Graham Nash because they dated for a long time and she a lot of the songs from Blue are mm. about him. And so yeah. I, I sing one of his songs and I talk about their love affair and how they met and um, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then, yeah, lots lots about love and sort of the, the – um, Push and pull between love and freedom, which is a huge theme for her. I don't know if you've noticed that. Lyrically, mm. you can hear that. She wants to be free, but she wants to be loved. And this, like, mm. no one can see my hand gestures, but I think they really help. <laughs> did you, because you wrote it and were performing it, were you able to slash did you ever, like, when you were touring the show, was it changing much from show to show? Would you go back and make edits? Um, yeah, I would. It would depend. Like sometimes I would do just literally just me and it, would, it goes for an hour. And then there was an iteration with a band. So there would be like an, inter- an intermission Whoa. in between. So we did a lot more of the latest stuff from like Domingus record and more, more of the jazz influenced music. I was really into jazz at the time. So we 
there was that iteration, but you know, it's expensive to pay for a yeah. band. <laughs> and here yeah. it's also the copyright is an issue. So I, oh, I mostly snap. do house shows uh, until I can get an executive producer. Hello, anybody listening? Um, <laughs> give me your money and help me get on the road. Um, but right. yeah, because it's a bit dicey with copyright. Yeah. And not as much so in Australia. People just don't give a shit, I think. Like, no one, you know, <laughs> they're not yeah, going to totally. care as much. So it was, yeah, not as much of an issue. Mm. Mm. What is the, like, live theater scene or one-person show scene like in Australia? Um, the theater scene is amazing. I've always loved the theater. And my my mom and my yeah. mom's mom were both actresses. So it's... It's in me mm. blood to come down. <laughs> so, um, That's right. uh, That's so I've always, I grew up in the theater. My mum was always in the theater. So I've always loved it. And mm. I think it translated though for me now more and more the older that I get. I'm just like, I want to be playing my songs and telling my stories. And that's what feels the most like in line with my soul's purpose. Really? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you that because you, you do, you do a lot I of do many things. things. Some might say songs feel too many. <laughs> Just like, I don't know. I, I enjoy being, you know, multidisciplinary. Is that the right? Anyway, I like having lots of things and fingers and lots of pies. And I think it's helpful to have a focus. So I think, as you know, you're in my songwriting group, which is amazing. I love it. I'm loving it. I love it too. Like very, thank you so much for... Uh, Inviting me along. Rainy's doing a... a do you, you want to explain what it is? Sure, I guess so. It's it's just you write a song a week and it's like an email thread um, with some incredible songwriters in there like, damn, you know, and some people who are starting out as well. Like it's a good mix of people, I think. My, my intention yeah. to really just lift up my community um, and have a space where they can, you know, be churning out songs like and be accountable to something other than themselves, which is like one of the hardest parts about being a freelance artist, like, as you know. You can only do so much of that. It's in brutal. Day, you know? I can only be accountable for like four things a day. And then if no one else is involved. Well, that's why doing this podcast is so cool. I could imagine is like, you're able to connect with people and have something that like makes you get out of bed after missing your therapy appointment. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so, right. so yeah. yeah. This is mostly a direct one-to-one -one replacement <laughs> for a I mean, so. conversations are, though, to be fair. Conversations are, when they're good, they help you grow. So, anyway, that's mm. the songwriting group. I love it. I love your songs. You have such a unique voice. I, hey, the thanks. Jane Austen one I listened to just the other night. And it's so <laughs> weird. But, you know, something I love about that song that you did particularly is that and this is something that I really admire in good songwriters is when they pick like a word or a phrase that's used in every day and somehow imbue all of this mm. meaning and subtext to it by the way that they're putting it into the song. And I, I right, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, that's definitely like, I feel like peak songwriting. Yeah. Or I, I, like on that same tip, I, I love in song when somebody take phrase you hear all day and they yes. like twist it a little bit or like put it backwards yes. or some shit. Uh, songs are cool. This, this Songwriting is great. Songs. 
Mic drop. <laughs> What's uh? <laughs> Wait, I had a, I had one Joni Mitchell more Joni Mitchell it. question for you, which is like, this is a, <clears throat> this is something I've heard, like okay. according to legend, and I like wanted to know if you could confirm or Let's deny this it. story, which is that like when she was putting Blue out, she was contemplating, or she was like showing it to people, and she showed it allegedly to Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash. And they were both like, this is bad. Do not put this out. This is like too personal and no one will care. And she was just like, fuck you guys. I think actually that's a direct transcript of what happened. So, (laughs) Really? No, I think... I'm in a pretty gullible (laughs) mood today. (laughs) Fuck you guys. (laughs) Um, No, I I, yes, that that is more or less what happened. From from what I understand is that yeah, she showed it to some people and they were like, "Wow, this is so incredibly personal. Save something for yourself." So Mm. I don't know that they deterred her necessarily from releasing it, but I mean, you listen to that record; it's so deeply personal and revealing of like some really like dark shadow like and beautiful like all the things she's not she's not hiding at all yeah Yeah. (laughs) which is like yeah she was probably crying (laughs) a lot like me this week (laughs) (laughs) what do you take from the save something for yourself thing well i don't know that she ever did and I actually think that that's what I admire most Mm. about her Um, because Mm. to me like truth is really powerful and the most helpful for people too like the the audience is going to resonate like sometimes paradoxically the more specific you are the more universal your message is because you're pinpointing down this idea this feeling or sensation and people like wait I get that even if you're like this, like yeah. I talk about my cat on a Tuesday in an alley and how I spewed, like, <laughs> but it doesn't matter because it's like the specificity is what sometimes yeah. anyway is able to access and touch people. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how she's able to do that. I fully just agree. Musing. And it's like, <laughs> it's interesting. Like I, something I try to, I've like tried to discern in my life sometimes is like what makes a difference between like a beautiful last time Uh. I saw Richard type Joni Mitchell song where it's just like hard on the page just bleeding out hella specificity but there's like so much yes for us as listeners of that song versus or even like we were you know conversations versus therapy and then like you know when is that? I, I've definitely been on both sides both of that. Sides now? Being, both in my like conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, <clears throat> like you know we're like I'm doing I'm like oh I should go to therapy as opposed to just like working this out right. on people or like oh this isn't maybe this isn't a song maybe this is a something yeah. just for me and like I don't know what's your take on like when something is personal cool. <laughs> <laughs> when I think like, that's a re- 
That's a really interesting discussion. I don't know if I have an answer per se, but I think it's interesting to think about because it's like I know with acting as well, like you want to be in therapy and you want to be able to control and access your emotions in a scene. Yes, it might be healing Mm. and cathartic for you, but that shouldn't be the driving reason why you're doing it, I guess. And that's just an acting, Mm. a theater perspective. But I think that that's... that's kind of true in songwriting as well like is it just like are you just jacking yourself off like with your emotional like sharing right or does it have like you know a, a, a purpose of wanting to reach out not to, you know beyond yourself i think maybe there's something in that mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah i i picked up mms from my oh, yeah. friend georgia she's i she love does a big, big mm. anna <laughs> can you pinpoint any of your like isms that come from a specific person i say y'all now which sounds so stupid in my accent it's like not even like y'all it's like (laughs) y'all but my my friend (laughs) ali no my friend ali's from new orleans so i i got it from her and now i'm just yeah 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 there you go let's talk about crying You've been crying more recently than <laughs> no. I always usual. cry a lot. <laughs> I'm that's sick. I, I'm, I'm a very jealous. like I'm I'm very in touch with my emotions, and I don't think it's always it's not always that I'm depressed. Although I think I can get depressed for sure, but sometimes it's just that I'm really like touched and mm-hmm. moved by something, and it just like brings me to tears. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That owns. Yeah, but I don't know. Do you cry? I. What's your crying track record? My crying track record, I used yeah. to cry a lot. Cried yeah. a ton as a kid. Jealous right? of me then. And like, it's like I like to think of myself as an emotionally yeah. in tune person. And then as I grow older, I don't know if it's like, it just feels to me like classic, like boy stuff or like a, maybe a combination of that and adult shit. And, but I like cannot mm. cry as easily. And I still feel like connected. Yeah. You know, um, I've been on like antidepressants for a few years. Like right. that might be a part of it. Cause I was like crying right. a lot in college. Um, but now things like don't make me cry in yep. the moment. And it will kind of be like a lot of deep processing. And then I will need to kind of like make it an appointment with myself to like, okay. Like I cried yeah. a couple weeks ago about a, a heartbreak yeah. where I like, confessed my feelings for somebody and i was like let's do this she Uh, was like no but you're cool so it was like it was interesting because normally heartbreak for me in my life has come along with you suck you're an idiot and this was like maybe the first time where that wasn't the case and it was just like dang this isn't what i wanted right which is some in some ways is Um, harder (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly blame it on no like oh yeah yeah, there's challenges to that too but yeah i think like crying as a tool for release is really helpful but also maybe there are other tools that you use or other tools that people use to release as long as you're doing something to like you know uh release your emotional trauma and shit so it's not getting stuck in your body then then you're good yeah yeah has the crying this week been like Oh boy! Cancel the plants. I gotta take 
Like an, an hour or um, how does it show up? How are you this crying? This is very funny. <laughs> okay, but I hope that this helps somebody anyway. So that's the main thing. Um, I'm fascinated by it. It's I think, me. yeah, I've been, like I kind of was thinking a lot about like how do I operate in relationships? How have I historically operated in relationships? Like in terms of like my attachment to people, my expectations of people, of what a friend means and that kind of thing. And just kind of mourning that because I'm wanting to step into like a more conscious and secure place within myself um, moving forward. Mm. So I'm like having these sort of breakthroughs about, you know, how fucking anxiously attached I could be sometimes <laughs> and and how yeah. fucking avoidant I can be too. It's so funny because that whole attachment theory, I feel like mm. for me anyway, depending on the relationship, I, I sway both ways. Like... Um, mm. attachment theory being like this is the way that you are. Yeah, it's, you know, have you heard of attachment theory? Here we go. No. I'm not an expert, but <laughs> dun, 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 dun. attachment theory with Rainy Blake. <laughs> so there's, I mean, yeah, again, I'm not an expert, but there's you can be anxiously attached or you can be anxiously avoidant, and then to be like securely attached is sort of that place in the middle that you want to aim towards. Anxious attachment is like needing mm. needing the other person's approval, needing a lot of reassurance, reaching out a lot and not feeling like you're getting much back. Avoidant attachment is pulling away when vulnerability comes, wanting to just do your own thing, I'm good on my own, avoid, avoid, avoid. So, I mean, those yeah. are like the generalizations of the two types and usually mm. people err towards one or the other. But for me, anyway, I've noticed it, it, it's always connected to like how secure you feel in yourself and in the relationship. So if you feel good and you're like, mm. I know I'm loved by this person unconditionally and I love myself unconditionally, then you can be in that middle place. But as soon as you go into like, mm. oh shit, I'm a bad person or I'm not good enough or whatever like the ego story is that <laughs> shows up, we all have a yeah. couple, usually one or two core ones. <laughs> and then you're yeah. like, oh, now all of a sudden, either I need to run away and hide and extricate myself to avoid shame or pain, or I need to lean in and grasp and like, please save me, help me. Yeah. <laughs> Is that making sense? Mm. And you feel like you got I think I'm more, I'm more Definitely avoidant in general, especially in romantic relationships, but I have noticed recently in some mm. of my friendships, yeah, going the other way. Yeah. Mm. That's sick. It sounds like you're bringing like hella curiosity and right. judgment. Which well, is that's really the main cool. thing I'm working on is like, okay, sometimes I fuck up. Sometimes I'm not perfect, which is very difficult for my mind to get its head around. But, you know, and, and how do I show up then? How do I like love myself yeah. then? Because it's inevitable. It's going to happen. You can't avoid it. Sometimes, Sometimes you sleep through, you sleep through do you, you still right, got to exactly. do the rest of your day. <laughs> we nailed it. We came full circle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Because, like we both do teaching of uh, music and, yeah. and things to kids. And I feel like the number one thing is a kid try something once, fuck it up and go, I can't do this. I'm right. pissed off or I'm sad. I like, I will never be able to do this. And I feel like mostly what I do is just like, Hey, like, 
it's okay. Like, try it again. Like, this is how I this love how that. Works, you know? I like creating that safe space for them to like fuck up. Is just, I mean, excuse my English. Yeah. Hope Randall isn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I just said English. I meant to say French. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> so, what do you what do you find? Like, I, tell me about what you your process with kids because kids are just little adults. <laughs> right like but and like it's I feel like it's such a responsibility on us to like not to shelter them but to show them tools and like effective ways to to be on a growing and learning journey which is the rest of their fucking life (laughs) so tell me some of your things that you your perspective on that I like well it's I think something that I heard you say in your interview with your dad was that like oh I am like trying to learn all the same things for myself as well which is like because the moment I like fuck up something in my life as a full adult (laughs) I'm like I get so pissed just like the kids all day where I'm like don't do that like just like try it again you know and then I like try something once and fuck it up um or uh, try something like new and scary um because something that I feel like kids that like I get to do a lot of stuff that I'm like that I've been yeah. doing for yeah. a while, you know, and, and like a kid isn't always that way. They're like probably trying something new, for right? A while. Um, I feel like I try to say to like, like something that I have now in my life that I like have not had is like faith that I will grow based on being bad at something before and then like slowly That's getting nice. better at it. Um. It's a weird one. It's an, it's a, like I used to, I, I didn't used to have a huh. ton of hope for yeah. myself personally. Um, so I feel like that is a new thing. And I feel like that is a, something I will definitely try to pass mm. along to a kid where I'm just like, you couldn't do the C chord when we started. Right. And now you can. You're going to get to do other stuff as C well. C is kind of hard too for a little kid. <laughs> yeah. It's tricky. Oh, no, no. How do, I took me. Oh. We took one kid. I was teaching like six months to learn how to play C, but she was. I mean, it happens. <laughs> yeah. Some kids. Some some of my guitar students not that good yeah. at C. Even it's still. it's a hard one. It's a hard one. I have a kind of a maybe weird question to ask you, which is. Yeah. Because uh, this might be. Oh, anyway, whatever. Um, <laughs> do you ever know? When it when a kid or a student is just probably not gonna not gonna be good, you know, like they're probably not gonna like it's yeah it happens though yeah yeah it's really heartbreaking. <laughs> I try to think of myself as like oh I guess I went to a lot of soccer practice right. as a kid and like I was pretty shitty at soccer <laughs> <laughs> right and I guess it's yeah. not so there's definitely a couple of kids where I'm like this might be soccer for you but like exactly. we're having fun. I don't know if you're going to get the You're never going to get the seat cord, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's tricky. What do you, how do you approach oh, I love kids, kids so freaking much. Um, they're my favorite. I really miss my kids. I gave all my kids to you, which sounds weird now that I said that out loud. <laughs> but I was teaching those beautiful children and I loved them. Um, but yeah, I think like I tried to, both treat them like an adult and give them permission to be a kid all at the same time. Um, Cause like, I really love to play and you saw like be silly and like make jokes and like ask 
questions and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And then I'm, I also try to give them the benefit of the doubt, you know, like in just in that adult way, like I'm not going to, you know, I'll just treat you like a human being. I think that I've always tried to mm. have that approach with kids and um, yeah, just be really encouraging and like calm in my feedback and that kind of thing. Just really like, hey, that was really yeah. great. You nail it. I've got a little idea for this other part. Let's try it again. You know, like f being really healthy yeah. about giving criticism because um, that's something mm. for me that like I want to, when I'm a parent eventually at some point, taking applications for baby daddies. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not ready. In three years. Um, so, but... <laughs> I like there's forms involved. Uh, but, yeah, just I want to like... Yeah, like we've been talking about, create a safe space for people to learn how to grow and continue to grow so that they are set up mm. for success in the rest of their lives. Thank you. That's sick. Okay. The question I have for you that right. I wanted to ask you is just like listening to you talk about Joni Mitchell and also for the podcast listeners, uh, Rainy and I both teeth yes. music lessons and Rainy recently, I inherited some of her students. Oh, my She's pleasure. very kind of you too. Very <laughs> sick. Um, and so, and I also got to observe you teaching lessons, which Aww, I feel like I learned nice. a lot from. Which You're again, welcome. thank you so much. It was really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're very Those cute. kids are cute. Um, oh. <laughs> I just have to tell you that, like, and maybe I'll pro maybe I'll cut this out of the podcast. Who knows? Um, but uh, <laughs> just like she's so, so cute. cute, and she's just we've just kind of gotten to a level where she's now like giving me like a, a fun. Oh yeah! Sass oh, she's is, like, so really funny. Fun, where she's like, because <laughs> one of the like one of the songs that we're learning is called like Russian oh, yeah. folk dance or something. And she's like, oh, where's Russia? Europe? And I was like, well, it's kind of next year when I started talking about a map for a second. And then she's like, is this a history class or is this a piano class? <laughs> Dude, she's and so funny. She's been giving me that a lot. She's, she's hilarious. so funny. I love her. I used to crack up so much in her lessons. <laughs> she's yeah, they're great. It's hilarious. Big fan. Yes. My question for you I'm very is, hot. Sorry. You put a lot I'm of... I'm sweating a lot. Go ahead. <laughs> I, this is the fucking hottest part of the day, and my like room sits oh, in God. the sun, and I can't. I don't know why I like choose to be in my room at this time of the day. I could right. go into another room where it is a different temperature, but I feel you on it. It's so hot. I don't have in my an AC, so it's brutal. Respect, damn. You're really, you're Thank really you so fighting much. the fight out there. My question yes. for you is. You put a lot of deep thought into other people, like whether it's, and let me know if you don't feel this way, but just hearing you talk about Joni Mitchell and hearing you like, or seeing you work with students and, and talk about your work of like ha helping people mm -hmm. find their voice. Um, and I'm curious, and because you're also such a great artist, like, are you, is it ever hard to, to switch and be like, oh, wait. Now it's time for me to like check in with myself uh, on my shit. It's a, <clears throat> that's a good question. Yeah. It's in there somewhere. I don't. <laughs> no, no, I totally <laughs> you get, what get I'm it. I'm trying to say. How does, how does it <clears throat> no, come no, to you? No, no, totally. Ever? I think like 
yeah it's and this i i am um it is a lot easier to put my energy in like lifting up somebody else like definitely because it's way less vulnerable Mm. to like really rally and get behind my own talent and ability you know but she's working on it (laughs) and um yeah it's it's a balancing act for sure but I think this year, like I had that really good year and a half teaching and I'm like so grateful for that because we couldn't really do shows or anything during the pandemic. So now that that's like chilled out and I've kind of, that's kind of why I quit the job at the school. I'm like reassessing and realigning into like, okay, what, what do I want to put my energy into now? And it is more into songwriting and being an artist. So yeah. I'm so glad I'm making you laugh. It makes me very happy. You really are. I'm a big fan. Thank I think you. you're I'll hilarious. Take it. Oh, did I? Maybe I told you this before, but I feel like I saw you at the yeah. school that we were both teaching at. Um, and you said like one of my favorite phrases that I've ever heard. And I was just like, oh, how are you? You're like, I'm Kane. Kane is a bane. Kane is a bane. I feel like bane. I will just kind of think of that every once. <laughs> I it love is a good a one. It doesn't. It doesn't sound as no, great. No, it doesn't. It is accent, cute. I am keen as a bean. Yeah. I would describe myself as that most of the time, honestly. God, I it love is, keen as a bean. Thank you. That's it so is good. pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, you played a show. I did. I recently? hosted this adorable show at my house. Which, by the way, you should play next time. I think I'm going to do another one at the end of the month. Can you? I'd fucking Will love you? to. Holy do you shit. have like a solo thing? Yeah, or do you 100%. play with people? I have a solo thing. I play the band as well. Okay, no exactly. Um, <laughs> no, it was, dude. You that should. Be it incredible. was so cute. There were like maybe thirty people here, all on like cushions and chairs and stuff. And we did. Each artist played like three or four songs, and and there were four performers, and it was so nice. It was beautiful and lovely. That would be a cute thing to yeah. do with our yeah. songwriters group. That would be a nice way to. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them are all around. I think all mostly around, right? people are in LA, and then there's a few people in Nashville and a few people back in Sydney, where I'm from. That's fucking sick. You're making shit happen. You're saying, "Hey, let's yeah. all do this thing." I love the group. That's sick. What was it? Was it your first show? It back was in a while, and it was so. Oh, that was, was that so like? nice. I mean, you know, playing live is just the greatest thing of all time. Yeah. I haven't really done it yet. You know, Since so I'm the pandemic. Yeah. Itching to. We should do a show. Yeah. We'll come to a yeah, show yeah, here yeah. and then I need to like actually book book show shows. I haven't got around. I wish I, I had have like thought about <laughs> it three months ago when like the festivals were like taking, you know, people. I just like did not get my I shit know. together. All my friends are like, I'm going on tour. Yeah, and I'm like, I did mm, not plan. I want this, but I've done none at all. No but somebody please help me. Anything happen. <laughs> that's that's always my hope. Yeah. Someone give I'll just me take a tour, it. I'm not, I don't want to do anything about it, but somebody just <laughs> like, why hasn't that happened yet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's definitely part of my like journey right now is trying to figure out like, oh well. Instead of just being mad when I'm on Instagram, I should probably dude. Like, try to I make some am happen. with you. Maybe we should we should help each other. We can support each other to do. Because like, I feel like yeah, I'm so good at the internal definitely. work and so good at songwriting and being like disciplined with that kind of stuff. But when it comes to actually 
doing the shit to like get it out there. I am terrible. I just, I really need to get yeah. better at it. Yeah. That's the main thing that I was thinking about earlier when I was talking to you about like, oh, I'll try one thing outside in my life and then fuck it up. And like, I'm definitely trying to bring that yes. like kid energy of, hey, it's okay. And this is a process too. To like, oh, like it. what the fuck is that <laughs> like, all about? Which I'm sweating. Just makes me, yeah, makes me so mad. Makes I know. Me cry, cry and, and die, die all at the same time. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, and I feel like it's really hard to bring like emotional vulnerable, like treat that as like a creative, curious oh, process. Oh I'm so well. glad you're saying all this because I have all the same thoughts and fears and insecurities. <laughs> cool. We're all the same. Well, we're person. on a team now. <laughs> this I love. Team Jedi. <laughs> So dumb. Just ignore I said that. Um, okay. All right. No, I'm loving it a lot. I think Me I too. think about Jedi's a lot. Of course. You fuck with Star Wars? <laughs> Love it. Word. Love the How do you No, no, you go. You go. I, Star Wars. I don't, I, I don't want to go down a Star Wars train. I did that on the last podcast I did. You do? <laughs> anyway. I I do just feel like Jedi is maybe just like the best like master oh, totally. metaphor, you know? I once had an... Yeah. Okay, right, yeah. Talk one, about one point Wars. on that, though. It's not related to Star Wars, but I once had yeah. an acting... It's not it a story, not fucking be. God. Um, no, I once had an acting coach, the amazing acting coach. His name is Larry Moss. And he said, the meaning of life is love and mastery. And I thought, yeah, that seems right. <laughs> Wait, you right cut after out I said the meaning second, of life is dot, dot, dot. What is, what is that? <laughs> um, oh, the no. meaning of life or like what, what we're here is for love, to love, you know, and, and, and mastery, to achieve yeah. mastery in some way. And I, I feel like there's, yeah. Whoa. I mean, there's a lot to unpack there, mm. but I think that the essence of that is pretty true. Mm. Larry Moss, sick. he's a motherfucker. Larry Moss, yeah. that's awesome. What have you been fucking with lately? Like music stuff Rainy. or what? And anything? Anything, open to interpretation. Uh, what have I been fucking with? Um, my mind. No, uh, I, yeah. well, I'm writing music for a film right now, um, which, which is. Whoa, that's right. Yeah, that was the proposal the song, the soft rock <laughs> song. <laughs> so I'm listening are you I'm in the also film as in well, the film. So I'm, I play Rita it? Coolidge in the film. She's a famous singer-songwriter from the 70s who dated, was married to Chris Christopherson. So I play her in the film and then I'm also composing music for the film with my music collaborator, collaborator whose name is Eric Grossman. And so I've been listening to a, mostly oh, music nice. from the late 60s and early 70s. What has changed, honestly? That's like normally my taste anyway, but but no, more specifically. So I've been really getting into that, like, yeah. like soft rock yeah. from like the mid to late 70s recently. There's this guy, Stephen Bishop. Oh, it's so cheesy. It's so cheesy and Bishop. so good. Like I am like full speed ahead with Cheese Town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Bread. Do you know that band Bread? Nice. I know my yeah, mom I mean, loves Whose mom doesn't love and, bread? Uh, <laughs> I'm on a carb-only diet. I got to get more into bread. <laughs> I really just know everything I own. I, I really yeah. just know that one song. It's 
it's cool. Rad. So I've been listening to a lot of that, a lot of like country and folk and rock and roll um, from that era. And just because like I, ha- for the most part, yeah. except I did write a song for myself this week, but for the most part, I feel like I have to like um, filter my songwriting through a, a very particular era specific lens. And so like if I'm listening to like mm. too much like R&B from the early 2000s, which I also love to do, by the way, um, I yes. I don't want that like coming in too much, you know, because it's too modern. It's not right. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. What are some of the things that you think of when you think of like 70s soft rock country songwriting Some artists. Oh. What? Or more like, like what are those, oh, qual- when you're trying ooh. to write those songs, where do you like, oh, what is, what is, what is the essence of um, those songs? I like that. that A lot of out? like, I mean, it's predominantly diatonic i would say and there's a lot of space like in terms of like the the, the songs themselves a lot of space in the songs wait what diatonic <laughs> mean you said it and i was like oh yeah and then I was just, like, wait, it I just means in the word. key <laughs> just means in the key so that yeah you know oh, a diatonic chord right. theory you know what that is do you you know yeah, so yeah, yeah. Major, minor, yeah. minor, major, major. Cool. Minor diminished. Um, so mostly diatonic changes, a lot of space. Um, Damn, I haven't heard diatonic in so music long. school. I am embarrassed, but That's also okay. thank you for reminding hey, me. Yes. It's okay to make mistakes and learn. <laughs> You're good. Yeah, <laughs> you I went did. to music school too? I, went, I didn't finish, but I, I did nice. three years at school. Ah, I got the hang of the diatonic thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else. Hey, Rue, it's the dog. Um, can you hear? Can you hear that, the dog? Is that your dog? Oh, she's so annoying. I can't. No, and she's, I am excited. I mean, she's fine. But let me just. <laughs> Did you hear that? For the podcast listener, Rainy has no. Rainy went on mute and clearly shouted. <laughs> the dog's name <laughs> and it was great um, so <laughs> sweaty okay um so uh, what was we, what were we saying 70s 70s music blah 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 um yeah yeah Titanic, nice and like they're not yeah like and the, the blues rock is really fun like i love led zeppelin and and stuff like that so i've been i listen to a lot of led zeppelin and we're right a lot of the songs we're writing is like he arrives to la and he's gonna do a coke deal and he's like walking down the street he's feeling all cool so we're writing like a you know like a rock and roll like so that's really fun yeah what are some of your like favorite bands from that era I've been on like well, a What big... have you been into recently? I've been fucking with the Beatles oh very hard Oh my god. Recently. We could and talk like, about I... that. Yeah. You heard I heard of these guys? <laughs> <laughs> guys, if you're at home, check these guys They're out. Little They're little known, which cool. is crazy. <laughs> Even though I did just make this joke, for some reason, anytime anyone plays either Led Zeppelin or yeah. the Beatles like on the radio or something, something that like irks me to no end is like this band, a uh, little band from Liverpool. They're actually yeah. called the Beatles. Here we go. <laughs> like, and I. But yeah, you I really literally like just joke. made I it. Just I love it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I love. What's your favorite Beatles record? And um, I know it's hard to say, but you, but right now, yeah. you could even just say your favorite Beatles record right now. I gotta go. Revolve, Respect. Just, like, Respect. Shoot from the hip. 
Rubber Soul, but Revolver is a close second, so... Yeah. Yeah! I had a guy ask me at a party the other day, what is your favorite Radiohead album? And I was like, hmm, In Rainbows, what's your favorite Radiohead album? And he goes... Well, I really think that like OK Computer and Kid A was like when they were at their like musical peak and like and then he started <laughs> and he started going on this whole thing and I was like, dude. So he just what wanted permission hell? to like, like you... <laughs> tell you how important he was. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's not like you're gonna right. shit on my answer and then pick two records <laughs> and like go on a I feel like really track. diehard Radiohead fans are kind of like that though, to oh. be honest. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, I am a huge yeah. Radiohead fan. And then also, like, I feel like I will defend Radiohead a lot because, but then you do encounter, like, and I'm sure I have I definitely hear ra- Radiohead in, in a lot of, like, in your style, I would say. Oh, mm-hmm. it's the best. Yeah. That shit, that shit rips hard. I, I've been doing, like, dis- I've been fucking with nice. discography recently. So I've been trying to go through people's, wow. like, whole What's shit. What's that like? I feel like it's, um, they people's taste and changes so much. Really changes. I'm, I've been going through oh, Paul McCartney's yeah. solo shit right now. <laughs> and what I didn't know is, like, the way it's sorted on Spotify is only, like, some of oh, the Wings really? records are on his solo page and not all of them. The rest of them are, like, oh. on the Wings thing. So I... Was just listening to the ones released under Paul McCartney, and I was like, "Yeah, what's going on?" Like, I was not, I was not fucking right. with a lot of these records, and like, have of the course. utmost respect for Paul McCartney. Um, seems like he was having a ton of right. fun at this time on a lot of these records, and then there's there's just like so much of it that I just like, and it's all incredibly yeah. well done, it was super well written, super well recorded, and I just like couldn't care about it at all. Yeah, like. There a lot like there's some like wing stuff that I really liked, or he'll have like some like songs yeah. here and there that are really awesome that I that I kind of know right. from before. But there's a lot of it where I'm just like, oh, just that boy, he was oh, like boy. trying like, too hard or trying too hard to be different or what's the yeah. There's a little bit of that. There's a this is my my theory is that John Lennon's not around anymore. And he's like, I can be weird too. I'm fucking we- guys. You think John Lennon's the fucking wacky guy? Does abstract shit? Look he at was me. never I can do that. Some weird shit he, too. Yeah, he never was. He was the sweet one. No. <laughs> yeah, and then he so he's doing like a lot of like. There was like it really seemed like in the '70s he really went off and was like, I'm gonna tour the world and we're gonna do this like I'm gonna get the best musicians of yeah. all time. We're gonna like really do some like people just playing their asses off and like we're gonna tour arenas and like maybe stuff he couldn't do or felt like right. he couldn't do with the Which Beatles. Which is fair enough. I mean you're you pretty know? boxed in when you're in the Beatles for 10 years. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So like totally understand why he wants to do that and then but there's just like a lot of it. You just don't care. I don't yeah. know. I'm like. don't You don't care for it. You don't, <laughs> I don't care, care for it. I don't care for it. Yes. <laughs> I love rock yeah. music. It's maybe my it's maybe my yeah. whole shit, and as I get older, I, there's so much of it that I used to like. I think anything that like was bluesy rock as a kid, I was like, yes, like this is the be- like take a solo. <laughs> Might yes. have been to like, <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've done that like four times. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And like now I feel like as I'm getting older there's like a lot of 
stuff in that vein that I like don't have yeah. the patience for or like I like I'm like I can't I don't know if I can listen to just like another extended mediocre I, blues rock I jam. kind of agree honestly um, yeah there's a time and a place yeah. for sure but but then and then you and then it's also that's also all my favorite stuff is like one or two yeah. degrees removed from that right. if not exactly that yeah I think like I don't know a good song can be so there's so many things that can define a good song because a good song can be like literally a four chord song with just bass. <laughs> I mean, that could be fucking dope. Yeah. And a really good song could be like a really intricate, like with strings and all this, a key change and everything. And that can also be a really good song. So I don't think that there's necessarily a framework for what makes a song good. I think there's... You know, you can be a good musician, you can have a good point of view or an interesting point of view. I think that's more what defines whether it's good or not. But I don't know. I think that's a really interesting like thing to think about. Like, what is a good song? Like, how do you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Or like, why don't I give a shit yes. about this Paul McCartney song? Like... It's every element of it is super well done, but for some reason it's not. It doesn't hit. Maybe it just doesn't or resonate, or it's like so many different things. Yeah, and and a lot of it's taste too. Like some people just don't like the Beatles. I can't believe I just said that out loud because who could possibly not like the Beatles? They're the greatest band of all time. Yeah, I think some people are like trying to be yeah. cool when they're saying that, but I guess if you genuinely don't, I don't respect, respect that. No? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite like dig on the Beatles is like John Lennon in the Beatles. Like I was reading the uh, Jeff Emmerich oh, book, yeah. the engineer who like did Revolver oh, through cool. Abbey Road. Um, and apparently John Lennon, when like Paul McCartney was doing his like old timey Paul McCartney, like yeah. boop, 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 he would just call it granny shit. <laughs> John Lennon apparently was like very <laughs> vicious in real time. And I was just like, damn, like. The, the the harshest dig of the Beatles coming I mean, from within. I mean, John the Lennon Beatles. was kind of an asshole. Let's <laughs> let's admit it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it doesn't seem like a fun past a certain point. Right, doesn't seem no. like a super. But fun he, guy I mean, he's I mean, his solo stuff is very hit and miss as well. I would say. That's my next my next path. Yeah. Um, I have found that with the Beatles, I'm like the more I learn about what was going on at the time, I'm really like. The better friends they were, the like happier right. I am listening to it, picturing them all like being friends. Now you know too much. <laughs> I know too much and I'm like, I don't want to listen to the right. Let It Be record very much because apparently they were just like not really talking Brutal. and not getting along. And it's Which it's not biography as fun to or whatever to. did did you like the most? The Beatles. Have you read a few? I haven't oh, read. Oh, okay. No, I haven't read any. I just read this this one I read oh, was right. the Jeff Emmerich one. What I about haven't, you? Do you no, have I haven't read any. That's why I was asking. I, I think I read, no, I read a John Lennon one Word. years ago, but I don't remember what it was or anything about it. <laughs> but I used to love John Lennon. I still do, yeah. but I used to be like totally obsessed with him. Yeah. Yeah. That'll happen to me sometimes where I'm like, I'll go from like a stan of somebody and then I will kind of downgrade yeah. myself. Stand to a fan. fan. I'm just like, I still yeah. fuck with your shit. Stand a fan. <laughs> Clean up time. You know that song? It's a really good John Lennon song. Okay, you should, you know. should put that at the end of this episode as it plays out. I mean, you're probably getting in trouble, but 100% still you should that. do it. Clean up time, John Lennon. I'm cool, Rainy. Oh, I don't care. You're a boy. I'm like Australians. 
<laughs> no, it's really good. It's a it's a banger. It's really funky. It's got a sick bass line. I really like it. I think it's from Milk and Honey. I don't remember. Anyway, he recorded all these songs with Yoko Ono and just delete those. They're so bad. She can't sing for <laughs> shit. Like he, she must have. They must have had great sex or something. He was blinded by her pussy or something because she is bad. <laughs> she is not good. The songs are terrible. I know like so little. <laughs> was that a bit too you. intense? I got a little I... bit graphic just then. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. I'm like, I'm just thinking about Yoko Ono, like, because there are like so many different criticisms of right. her that I like. And I don't I know like much her. about her. I think her, like her as an critics. artist, she's fantastic. I've yeah. seen some of her visual art and I think like, I don't have nothing against her. That I didn't know I... much about. Is that like she was her own successful artist like before? Yeah, she's she's amazing, and like I don't think she broke up the Beatles or anything. Like I I just think that she shouldn't. He shouldn't have put her on on his records. That's all. That argument gets annoying. She's not a very good singer. That's. I mean, I think that's objectively kind of (laughs) true. So totally, I think that's like a. It's like refreshing to hear a like a good good right. faith critique of Yoko Ono because I feel like normally what you hear is like woman bad. <laughs> That's know? really funny and so true. Woman bad ruined With the, the thing I liked. Yeah. It had boys in it. Ah, <laughs> uh, boys, so silly. What? Um, I want to just like I'm curious. You're someone. When did you come from Australia to um, the United States and? What do you think of these two nations? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I moved here four and a half years ago. Um, my dad is actually American, so I have dual citizenship, which is dope. So I Word. spent some time here as a kid, and I mean, mostly in Northern California where he's from. So it wasn't totally mm. foreign to me, you know. And, um, mm. you know, I, I really like California. I'm not sure how I feel about the United States as a whole, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Like, I think, yeah. I mean, it's very problematic, Same. obviously, the political system, you know, how we treat refugees, you know, the systemic racism in this country, uh, economic inequality. Like, there's a lot of fucked up shit. And thank God Donald Trump isn't president anymore. And also, that doesn't mean everything's fixed. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That, those are two very true things. Like shit's still, shit's fucked. still fucked, but also that was, like remember. It seems like a Damn. really bad dream. Like <laughs> the fact that he was like, how did that even happen? But yeah, yeah. I, I really like it here. I do. I wouldn't be here if I didn't. You know, I love the like culture, especially. I mean, not everywhere in LA, but I like Americans in general. I think that there's, I like them. They're cool. They're good. And I also love Australia and I miss it deeply. Like, and I do think I'll move back eventually. Um, So, yeah, that's my POV. (laughs) That's it. I'm curious if you have any insights into like, I've been trying to, or maybe even like, I don't even know where to start. I feel like I've been trying to like read more about systemic racism and stuff and most of the stuff i've been reading is uh yeah american you know and just like unpacking like the right. legacy of slavery and like 
the creation of whiteness as like a means of like economic mm -hmm. control and um and so i feel like i've like obviously still on a journey with that stuff um but i'm curious like as somebody who is from a different place like i know nothing about and obviously like whiteness and imperialism like you know colonialism not just right. an american thing um and so i'm curious like how that how you feel like that plays out in australia or around the world and like to what extent is it you know america exporting white supremacy you know no i don't think I, I think um, probably white supremacy originated in europe and uh, initially right i don't know i mean i'm not i haven't read a ton um but yeah australia like i mean we did the same shit we came in we killed a bunch of uh, aboriginal people who are indigenous people to the land and then took over and claimed it as our own and then anytime anyone wants to come in we're like no we'll put you in a camp <laughs> so that's you know <laughs> the summary <laughs> the short form summary it's yeah. similar in a lot of ways and we did have some forms of slavery, you know, in a smaller scale, Australia is a much smaller country. It wasn't the same where we were like exporting people from Africa on ships into Australia and half the people would die in cages right. and crazy fucked up shit like that. Um, which, uh, anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> this I is a big a, question. A big question I'm just, I appreciate I, all yeah, insights. it's. I don't even know yeah, the full it's, question it's yet interesting that I'm like to talk trying about. to ask. But it's been something I've been thinking about It's interesting to talk about because yeah. it, does, it does, I think, manifest in different ways in different parts of the world. I don't think it's a uniquely American yeah. issue, but I do think that it's really bad in America. <laughs> like, It's just, it's uh, systemic, systematic. I'm not sure the difference between those two words, um, but it's both of them. And... Um, yeah. I mean, either, social societal, I, those are another two words where I'm like, that's the same word kind of, right? Yeah, I think so. Well, slightly different, but I, I wouldn't be able to tell you the distinction. But um, yeah, I, I really love just on the note of reading because I have a, a book club, um, a women and non-binary folks um, book club that I co-run with a friend of mine. And one of the things that we did a year ago, particularly when BLM was like really, really coming into the forefront um, was we read a lot of black and brown writers and theorists in order to like help educate ourselves. And one of the my favorite authors is Audre Lord. I don't know if you've heard of her. Audre Lord. I feel like I've seen that. A U D R E L O R D E. She's a black feminist, lesbian poet and essayist. And I just I think her well, I mean a lot of the stuff like the book Sister Outsider that we read is from like the 60s and 70s and yet depressingly and poignantly it's so relevant still um but she she has a great perspective because yeah. she is a yeah, poet totally. and so i sometimes a lot of the like really heady theory stuff is like or it's just like it's really Academic. hard to digest in a way that feels like i'm actually changing you know like unpacking in a right. deep way which yeah. is not just about the head, it's about the heart and the body too. And I love her writing for that reason. Mm. <laughs> that was my That's rant. It. There you go. 
No, I thank you. She's that. great. I'm definitely gonna, but definitely always def- um, always defer to black any- and brown folks. Like I I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, you know? Like yeah. and it's not really my place. <laughs> so I'm just try try as yeah. much as I can to yeah. to listen and you know and to work towards dismantling mm. the racism within myself and in my community. I think that's what what we as white folks can do. Yeah. Damn, that's a really like powerful and important uh thing, everything that you Yay. just said. Um and I feel like definitely that has been part of my journey as like trying it's to intense. realize this. It's things being a white person well. is I mean, I'll just I won't say what I was gonna say. <laughs> this. No, I feel it's the I feel like I heard uh there's this writer I don't know the writer's pronouns. It might be he, it might be they, but oh, Brandon yeah. K. Good on Instagram. I think that, and they have this like really um, <clears throat> black person that would make these like videos for people trying to be allies, uh, white people, and just kind of some some advice or like, hey, maybe like if you're trying and 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 uh, check this is maybe right. a way that you're 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 fucking it up, um, and it was like from a place of like deep compassion, but he was also. Or uh, they were also. I mean, when in doubt, just say that they, because like anyone's cool with they, I reckon. Yeah, yeah that seems wise. He or oh, they. Word. Good to know. Uh. Um. And he was just like I, because I this is like another thing, and I'm I'm trying to figure that other people uh, have like put into better words than I have, um, like black mm-hmm. and brown anti-racist educators, but. Like, so much of, like, white identity, I feel like, is, like, I'm nice. And, like, if I was nice, how could I have let this happen, you know? Or how could I have, like, sat by and done nothing while, like, my friends and neighbors were being horribly and are being horribly oppressed? And I feel like trying to build up that, like, tolerance to hold that tension. Or that, no, not tolerance. Just that, like, energy of, like... Cause it's horrifying. Like dismantling your own racism or whateverism is like oh, really God, embarrassing yeah. and hor. And it's not. It's not comparable to like experiencing right. racism, but it is like I don't know. I feel like I I fuck hard with how you were saying that, and like tr- I'm trying to. You gotta give yourself grace too, you know. Yeah. It's a process. Yeah. But like it, we, um, we do the process so our kids, yeah. we, you know, they can do better. You know, all we can do is evolve and work towards evolving. I mean, that's why people who are so conservative, I just don't understand. Like literally the the way we're, the direction we're moving is progressive. So you're, you're actually just not moving in the direction that everyone else, what is happening there? How do you justify that? <laughs> but, what, but what if it turns around? Like it doesn't. Look at history. You know, it's just... <laughs> it's weird yeah that is weird that is something that i try to like figure out with people is like okay if you think that did you think that there was a certain point where like okay after the civil rights movement everything was fixed well that's well like, that's what that we were told in school society, like that's that's the story that we were fed yeah 100 percent. which is fucked up yeah, but it's definitely, true definitely <laughs> Yeah. And now we're like, no. That. 100%. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Rainy. I feel like we've covered I'm so many topics today. How did we got so political at the end? I'm, I respect it. 
<laughs> I appreciate your insights on all that stuff and like allowing me to ask questions and explore uh, oh, God. global whiteness, which is like a new, <laughs> a yeah. new thought I'm trying to have. Um, but I'm also curious about this one okay. Australian podcast that I what fucking love that I cannot. Um, it's called Wait, Big Soft what? Titty. Big PNG. Soft what? It's called Big Soft Titty.png, and it's a hard podcast to recommend for that. What is it about? I've never heard of it. But do you have you ever heard of the comedians uh, Tom no. Walker or Demi Lardner? They're like oh. the two funniest people in my opinion, and they have this pod. They're a couple, and uh, they just have this like very silly podcast that where great. they're trying to make each other laugh. And I like don't know anyone else huh. that knows no them. i'm sorry i so sorry I'm i didn't I, i'll look it up I, maybe i would recognize them what did they do tv or anything like that or they just uh, i think maybe a little bit um demi she's a stand-up and or they're both stand-ups tom's a stand-up too um but uh, he also oh. does like a lot of miming and i think they're also in the like they'll like go to like fringe festivals and and that type of stuff and like that is also like a scene i'm I'm super curious about that. I don't know. We have like a ton of people in America or like I also, I just like do not know the kind of like one person show mm. that veers into. Yeah. There's a, like a lot a of that in Australia type thing where it's yeah. going around. There is festivals. a lot of that. We like, in, I, yeah. Fringe, fringe festivals are really big in Australia, like independent That's low budget it. sort of things that are really like arty and dope, especially in Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. That rips. Um, I would love to end yes. if, if you're all right with this. Um, I would love to receive oh, some feedback here we on go. my Australian accent. <laughs> Just, <laughs> should I, I yell at my dog really quick? <laughs> I think it worked. Again, I wish people could experience the joy of like, you know what, in the recording, and then just in like, the recording Holy on my shit, end, it'll like, still be there. I, I see yeah. it. <laughs> Please oh, don't yeah. keep it in. Please don't. That's right. No, I, I right, want to recreate the experience of like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. No, I'm, I'm taking okay, it Okay, let's out. hear your accent. I'm ready. How I heard it. Um, all right. So I feel like the thing I heard from somebody that, because uh, I was doing, I feel like a lot of Americans will do a Kiwi accent yeah. when they're trying to do Australian. And I feel like something I heard one time yeah. from my Australian friend, Hannah, is that that's it's true. Like a wider accent. It's not bad, by the way. It's really good. It's quite good. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Listen to a lot of Australian podcasts. It de- it falls apart. That's actually, like, dude. I'm actually quick. impressed. I'm not even and kidding. Because it's actually really hard to do. A lot of people can't do it. This they, is big but, for me. But clearly, you listen to a lot of Aussies talking. So I'm trying. There's so many subtleties that I like. Don't like. When is it like? Oh, I'm a fan. Or like yeah. when you just said can't, like when do you do the the R A or the A? You're doing good so far. Yeah, <laughs> can't know? dance, but sometimes Australians say dance. Sometimes people say dance. dance. So it depends on the region. Okay, that's good. Okay. okay. <laughs> this- yeah. No, honestly, I, I'm really impressed. You I slip do. into a lot of accents because I'm from the uh, theatre that I've noticed, and they're all they're all sick. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I can't. How's your accent like, quest? No, I just like don't want to talk do about you have it right go-tos? now. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can it. do an American, but 
Maybe we should print out a transcript of the whole podcast and do it again. We'll read each other's parts. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be you. You could. You could. That's correct. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. (laughs) I'm down. (laughs) Cool. This is so fun. Thanks so much for uh, for for making time. Yeah. You're the fucking best. Where can um, people find, I live find at you? Three nine um, eight nine no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I'm on Spotify. Are you I am accepting, accepting like students, students right, right now. now? Um, I would love some students. I teach voice, a uh, bit of piano, guitar, songwriting, and then I teach this thing called holistic voice, which is like not just singing, but speaking in the world and owning your authentic voice, and um, it's kind of like therapy in a way. Um, and uh, so I'm accepting students. I'm on Spotify at Rainy Blake, R-A-I-N-E-E Blake. Um, and on Instagram, same thing. Um, RainyBlake.com. RainyBlake.com. Yeah. Luckily, nobody has my name. So it's pretty, pretty easy. Yeah. So. Nice. Thank I'm you. I'm a big fan of the mailing list. I do have Get a fucking mailing, mailing list. list. I haven't nerds. sent one out this week, actually. But it's fun. It's I chill. I like to list. keep it just very chill. So. People aren't overwhelmed. Nice. Yeah. <sighs> Thank you. Thanks so much, Rainy. Okay, bye. Have a great rest of your day. I'll talk to you soon. Bubble, bubble.